My name is Paul, and I'm a comic book geek. My name is Hugh, and I'm an all-purpose geek. My name is Corbs, and I'm a sports geek. My name is Jack, I'm a history geek. This is GeekPod. This week's edition of Geek Pod. Yeah, it's not this, this week. week's. Yeah, what, what are you doing? I, I always do that. Just it's morning. It's annoying. Morning. When you don't drink coffee, that's the problem. No, You're okay. not awake yet. How about this? Good morning. This is Geek Pod. Now we sound like we're like a morning radio show. I, how about hi? The this morning mess. Geek Pod uh, from day two of Chase Con Expo in Saratoga Springs. Why would I want to give out all the information Come at once? Come on, man. Get your head together. We're here to do a job. No so many comments to make there. Anyway, yes, it's uh, it's the beginning of day two here. This is probably gonna be our first. Podlet, mini-sode, whatever. Why? Why? It's because of that look on your face right there. <laughs> and we're starting this off with a guest right off the bat. Mr. Mike Raich. Hello. How's everybody did doing? I, did I murder your name again? No, it's okay, Raich. It's like Rachel Rach. without the L. Every time. It's a, it's a weird... I've known the man uh, for years at this point. I murder his name every time. Ellis Island really messed it up at one point, I'm sure. So There's something much more complex before. Alright, so how's it going? How's the show been for you? It's been great. Lots of fun people. It was pretty steady yesterday, all day. Lots of people stopping by the booth and everything, so Fantastic. everyone interested. It's always good. A lot of that uh, Stuff of Legends moving stuff right off Legend, there? Stuff of Legends, a lot of different stuff. Uh, stuff of Legend, the pack a little bit, werewolf, a lot of werewolf people here. Um, trying to think what else. Um, pretty much everything. A lot of times the Army of Darkness stuff. Or X Files or GI Joe make them stop, and then they'll pick up Wild Blue Yonder or the pack or stuff of legend. You know. So well, anybody walking to the table, if they're not getting Wild Blue Yonder, they're foolish. Well, unless they already have it. They I, need to get it. Yes. I, I <laughs> sing the praises of that book any chance I get. I loved it's, that book. Yeah, Zach did a beautiful job on that one. And Nelson, Nelson got nominated for Eisner for the coloring on that. So. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was exciting for him. So. Yeah. Now, I know Paul has said to me that uh, Stuff of Legend is one of the best comics. Phenomenal series. Um, being that Disney picked it up yet, I haven't had a chance to check it out yet. I wanted to ask you, is this kind of a kid-friendly? Um, I'd say it's a mix. Um, when I first when I first thought of it and we were first working on it, it was kind of something that I meant to be for my son. And it was also kind of... We were looking at a lot of the stuff that was out at that time, a lot of the kids stuff that was kind of not as, it was too kid friendly, but there was no, it didn't challenge kids at all, there was no scariness, there was no death or loss or emotional, huh? Scary is good. Scary is good for kids. I was scared a lot when I was, I watership down, scared the heck out of me when I was a kid and, and um, you know, the secret of Nim and, and stories like that, they have some, some scary parts to it and, and Dark Crystal. So we, Brian Smith and Charles and I and, and Mike DeVito and John Conklin, The Third World, we kind of wanted to do a book that was a little bit harder for kids. And sometimes because I write a lot of horror stuff, I think it gets a little bit 
it seeps into it. It seeps yeah. a little farther in than I mean it to, but I don't think that's a bad thing. No, okay. I always think of it as Empire Strikes Back level at times, and maybe even a little lower. If you read stuff with your kids, it's probably a fun thing to read with them. Okay. Um, you know, I think kids will get it. A lot of I think we wrote it for kids but also with some subtext and stuff that parents will pick on that they'll enjoy too. Yeah, so. A lot of nuance, you'll love yeah. it. I was thinking it, it looks it looks like it walks that fine line from Hopefully. what I've seen. That's and, the goal. <laughs> and, and you know, hey, there'd be nothing better than me actually introducing, you know, my, my four-year-old to something and then it becomes a Disney movie. It's, yeah. It'd be well, nice for it to happen nice. the other way yeah. around for once. You know? I would appreciate that too. I think I think it's okay oh, yeah. to cro not cross the line, but like really tiptoe over the line a little bit sometimes. But I think kids appreciate that when they're reading it. I think they feel like I know when I read X Men when I was a kid, like when I was seven or eight, I was reading like the Kitty Pride. Um, it was during right after Jean Grey died, a little later, but there was a lot of Days of Future Past stuff, and it felt like that was a little bit too much for me. But I enjoyed it. And I think kids want that. I think that's what makes us love comics is that moment when we were a kid when something shocked us or, or blew us away a little bit and I think that's what we want now in comics and I hope we do that in Stuff of Legend. We try to at least. So. Either way it's pretty to look at. Charles is great. Fantastic. <laughs> Madison loves it. Yeah, oh, okay. yes, I read it with Madison. Volume 5 is, we're almost done with Volume 5. Charles is uh, done with issue 2. I have to send him more pages of issue three. That's my fault. And then issue four will be the last part of volume five, and then volume six will be the last chapter. That'll be the war between the Boogeyman's forces and the Boys' forces. That'd be pretty cool. It's going to just be four issues of just war and battle, and nice. it should be fun. We've taken our time building up to this moment so that when the battle comes, you're already invested in all the characters, and you got. We don't need any more dialogue at that point, we hope. Right. It's just more, I mean, there will be, because I'm right, I'm, I'm a little bit wordy. But, you know, hopefully the, the deeds and the characters themselves carry it for us, so. So, don't start with that volume. Don't start with that volume. Nope, no. start with volume one. You have to. You have to. It, it's a, a very deep story. Yeah. Sadly, we you don't write to. it for people to catch up a lot. Right. We usually, we put out the free comic book day every year with a nice, uh, this year we're reprinting the first, um, the first 20 pages of issue one again for free comic book day and giving that out with the codes to get the, the volumes after, you know, volume one, volume two, volume three. We always try to give that out free so people can enter. And then if they want to keep reading, there's four books already ready for them to go. Yeah. So. And I see no reason why anybody shouldn't be reading this book. Yeah. I like that. You should read it. Like now, like leave the podcast and go read. Just leave the money you on the tell, table. You tell me to, to read so many things, I can't possibly. I know, I keep a list. And then I'm forcing you through all the old Moon Knights, too. So. Yeah, and you know what the worst part about it is? I don't ever get to see the list and you never remind me. You just call me out when I didn't read something you told me to read six months ago while I was on my way out of your house. You know, I yeah. don't actually listen to you, right? Okay. I understand that. Just making sure we're clear on this. <laughs> So what else have you got rolling right now, Mike? Um, let's see, in, in uh, November, well, we're working on Stuff of Legend. That'll be out probably the end of the summer, I'm hoping. We're trying to make sure we're on time with it, so that's important. You gotta give Charles time to work, and you know, his art's so beautiful, we just, it's just, you just gotta let things flow. And he'd been, he'd been busy working on, um, Charles was off working on The Wraith with Joe Hill for a while, which, you know, took some time, but just completely, you know, if you get a chance to work with Joe Hill, you gotta go to work with Joe Hill. Right. So um, he's been doing that, and Brian's been doing a lot of stuff. 
uh, Brian Smith, my co-writer on that, um, he's been drawing, he just drew the new Mad Balls book that came out, and he does a lot, uh, he, he's writing a new story for another company, but then also, he's an amazing artist, and we're doing a book called uh, Tree Mail, which comes out through Dark Horse at the end of this year, in November, it's a graphic novel, and it's about a tree frog named Rudy who wants to be a delivery bird, and um, he lives on an island that basically, whatever you're born as is what you are for the rest of your life. Like if you're born as a frog, all frogs are supposed to be the warnings, they're called croakers, and they're the, they're the security for the island they live on. So if anyone goes by in a boat, they start croaking, and they believe that they're keeping it, the boat away, but the boat really had no intention of stopping there, but it just kind of keeps going, and they celebrate and act like they've won the day. But the birds have the monopoly on the delivery system, and Rudy is obsessed and wants to be a part of it. And he's a very positive character who, no matter how much people may put him down or, or tell him he can't do it, he doesn't even acknowledge it. He just kind of accepts that as a comment and continues on. So he's got this really kind of positive, forceful personality that hopefully people like. And he meets a lot of colorful characters as he does it. And Brian, um, Brian's done really an amazing job. And we co-wrote that and did it together. And then what was cool was um, I had started a company with uh, Zach Howard and Austin Harrison called Noble Transmission. And that's the book we worked on while we on together um, and formed this company. And I brought Tree Mail to them and they backed it. Like they paid Brian to do the art and we got, got it moving forward because it's something we've been we've been working on Tree Mail for like 10 years. Um, we sold it a couple times to different companies like uh, American Greetings and things bought it to be a cartoon and it didn't ever go anywhere but it's something that we've always wanted to do and now we've kind of had the opportunity to really do it. And then Dark Horse loved it. Uh, um, Philip Simon at Dark Horse and this uh, is our editor and does an amazing job and you know we're really lucky so but just looking at it I people should want to pick it up Brian's really talented you know that even sounds like a movie as well yeah hopefully yeah you're brilliant you all these great ideas that was Brian from Brian's mind like he came up with that and then a lot of times Brian comes up with these wacky ideas and then we start talking about it like with Stuff a Legend, like Brian and I started talking about it and two hours later we realized we're so into it that we thought other people would be too. And it was kind of the same with Tree Mail. He kind of had this idea about a tree frog who wanted to be a delivery bird and lived on these aisles. You know, all the things we just talked about. And then sometimes I'll come in and add a little heart to it or a little other things. And he's so, he's so madcap and wacky with his scenes and everything that it just kind of, you know, works out and same with stuff a legend he'll come up with characters and places and we'll start to mix our ideas and it's just you know that's how we work together it's not always easy to work with a co-writer but we, we find a way even though we sometimes probably don't get along but that's okay <laughs> i think that's also part of the uh the process though. any sort of tandem yeah. like that i think it can be hard so you got to realize that especially when you're having some success that people are responding to what you're doing and kind of you know, it can be hard because someone's got to sit down and write it. Someone's got to. Do, everyone's got their part of the job, so you know it's hard to decide how to do that. Where the stuff a legend is different. Where like for a couple volumes, I would write it, and then he wrote one, and then I'm writing it. But with Tree Mail, like I write it after we've talked, and then Brian has the freedom to go in and play the play with his world and do what he does. So. It's almost like a better co-writing system because he has the opportunity to kind of create at the same time. Where like when you're two writers sitting down, one of you can be 
the other one might be like, eh, I don't like that, or like, yeah, that didn't work. We're like, right now, it's like we have the best of both worlds. We can kind of be like, hey, I'm writing it. I wrote out what I feel, and now you can go in and kind of play this, play with the world. And, yeah, tinker. And tinker yeah, around tinker. in there. That's cool. Make it the great thing. He's so amazing at tinkering that it's it's really fun. So that's awesome. I'm yeah. excited. That's another I'm one. Excited from, for that one. From the description, I, I guarantee Madison will be all about that. Yeah, it's so it's a bizarre description, but people seem to chuckle when they hear it, and I think you know. It sounds like the kind of a story that we want our kids to to, to hear. You know, it, yes. it, it teaches a, a, a valuable lesson about you know trying to be what you want to be we hope so that's that was what we were trying to do when we did it the idea that you know the more we get into it the more we realize rudy's really you know someone that you, you want to you wish you could be like a little bit you wish you could bowl through all the stuff that happens to you and kind of get through things and not be you know not let the, the comments or the thoughts from other people really drag you down or even your own thoughts like he doesn't have negative thoughts he just is just forward you know like yeah. everything is part of it like in the first adventure he's he um there's a monsoon on the island and all the birds kind of go eh we're not going to deliver today and Rudy's like well maybe I should deliver a few things and he starts to do it and he kind of as he's doing it people are surprised but they're kind of like oh he's doing something he's always wanted to do maybe I should do that too and they're kind of like hopefully that kids get it hopefully parents get it hopefully you know it, it's fun so in sec the, there's three adventures in the first book the first one is his first adventure. The second one, they get angry at him and give him, they send him to the undeliverable room and tell him that once you deliver all this stuff that's undeliverable, you can be one of us. And it's essentially like packages to like Bigfoot and like people that supposedly don't exist, but somehow Rudy finds them. And in that one, Rudy delivers. It's a, well, it's a good one. And then the third one, he's sent to the, um, the Popocomo Rhombus which is essentially the Bermuda Triangle. And they, all the delivery birds that have tried to deliver stuff there have never come back. And so the head, pers the head person is a, a woman named Chief Fanny, and she's, she sends him off to basically, hopefully, lose him forever. And then you see this adventure he has and stuff. So it's, it's fun stuff, and he constantly is you know, coming through and, and showing that he can do it. And as, even the birds are kind of watching going, wow, he does it. He cares, and that's mm -hmm. different, and that's important sometimes. So, you know, I base a lot of him on my my son. Some of the stuff that he's he's a very positive kid, and kind of, you know, he has his moments, obviously, like all kids. But he's kind of got this like an attitude I'd never had as a kid or even an adult, like this like just driving forward type attitude. So I babble a lot about that, but I'm really excited about it. So that comes out in November. So that's exciting. I already know I'll be adding it to my pull list at. And it'll be it's a graphic novel too, so Perfect. It's, yep. so, so all in one hundred and twenty pages of beautiful, fun, craziness. That'll be a lot of bedtime reading. Yeah. Yes, the girls will love it. Yeah. So I can't wait. I'm really excited about yeah, that. Yeah, Brian really um Brian really went above and beyond in the art. And Zach Howard, the artist at at uh, Noble Transmission, the guy I worked with on Wild Beyond and him talked about the art style Brian was going to use, and he really kind of su he suggested a cool thing, and Brian took it like ten times beyond that. So it was like a very it's very cool. So it's, it's neat. That is awesome. I'm excited about that. So am I. Now speaking of Wild Blue Under, you want to talk about the app? Sure. The app I think comes out. Uh, we were approached by well, we weren't approached. Austin Harrison, who works with us, is like this super promoter. Um, 
you know, CEO of our company and kind of goes out there and does this, tries to sell our stuff, you know. So um, with Wild Beyonder, he's always been, he's been working really hard and um, he approached Intel and they were developing new technology for their uh, RealSense computer. And the RealSense is kind of like, it's got like some, it reads your features and your heart rate and your movements. And it's like kind of like a connect of weight like beyond that. And it's a computer. And they needed new stuff for it. So we kind of approached them. They presented them an idea of like turning Wild Beyonder into like, I guess a mo like a motion comic movie experience with some computer game aspects to it. And um, we ended up, you know, basically um, Austin and his team and Zach out in California ended up turning it into this like really cool motion comic. And the first actor that has uh, that joined on and, and is playing Scram is, a, is Gerard Butler, which is really cool. So it's cool to hear. And there's some other people which we haven't announced yet, which I wish we, I could not talk about. But Gerard is the first one that we've announced. And it, it really attracted some really great talent and really made us happy. And hopefully, you know, it, it breaks the way for some other things. So it's going to be out. I believe it's going to be on iTunes and Steam and all sorts of different platforms beyond just the real sense. So it's kind of like we've, and I've seen it, and it's basically like we've got a little movie. It's kind of neat. You know? so, so a little cool. animated movie. It's, a, you know, it's definitely got the motion comic aspect to it, but they did a wonderful job with it. And, you know, the voice actors are great. So. Good. It's about an hour 45. It's like an hour 45 Perfect. minutes. Yeah. And it's going to, about the general normal price to like a 4.99. Probably yeah. something like that, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what we were talking about, so. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm still waiting for Wild Liana to become a live I hope so. Movie it's hard. It's a hard, you know, that, it's an expensive movie. You know, it would be. like Stuff of Legend. It's like, if you're going to do it, you got to, it's got to, it's going to be expensive. But, so oh my I God. need to start writing things that aren't so expensive. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's, I got to keep it simple. Well, let's so. not, because yeah. your, your, your style is not a simple style. Well, hopefully, no. hopefully it works. I'm lucky with the artists and stuff I've worked with. They've always really taken it to a whole other, you know. It, it, that's what's great about comics is that the partnership between everybody. It can really, you know, you can see when people really love something. And, you know, I think I've been lucky with a lot of the projects I've worked on, where, especially the Wild Blue and, and uh, stuff a legend where everyone involved loves what they're working on. And it's kind of like a passion for us. That's so. awesome. We've got to get you into Mike's stuff because I, you will really enjoy it. We just we have to remember to actually do it. Yeah. You know, it's funny because we get pulled in so many directions and do so many different things. I do like I remember sometimes, like three months down the road, that I still have a comic book that I haven't read. That yeah, I to, I'm the same. Like, I buy them and then I kind of just have them. And yeah, they're just there. They're a stack. Yeah. But when it, when it's a bad day or rainy or no one's home or. You know, you get free ten minutes. It's good to have that pile or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get I that at work. Like I mean, one day a week, I have the late shift, and if it's completely dead, you know, I'll pull a book out of the cabinet, maybe flip through. As long as nobody from the firm's listening to this, I'm all set. Yeah, it'll be safe. Right? There, are they any comic fans there, or not really? There are some. Yeah, There's not a lot. Yeah. So if I start getting my stuff rated, I know why. You know why? Yeah. <laughs> But that's, that's a good way to do it. I'll leave a copy of Wild Blue Yonder in there. Turn the people into the firm onto it. That'd be good. Keep doing that. Right. Next thing we know, Mike's showing up at my law firm. I'm just going to drop here. off books. Here's your books. <laughs> <laughs> I would take you up on that. Yep. <laughs> I, have, I have copies of Wild Blue. 
Single issues. Uh, I still have mine. All <laughs> Love them. Zach's amazing. So. Phenomenal. But we're I working can't on. Um, we're working on something next uh, with no transmission. It's called Buck, and it's basically it's kind of like a. It's about a tribe of rabbits who um, essentially they had a they were a warrior race of rabbits, and General Alton essentially was the, the he was the leader of them and led their army off to fight the war against the ferrets and some other animals and they never came back awesome. and essentially after that uh, the rabbits left behind the leaders took all the children and the wives and everything and went found a new place and went into hiding and basically became very peaceful and pacifist and now the son of Alton Buck has grown up and everyone kind of hates him because his dad led their fathers and all these people away and they never came back. So he's kind of lived and he lives with this rage inside him all the time and is angry and doesn't know how to live and it's kind of like he has no place in the world and then the ferrets find them again and he kind of rises up to be this new leader of the, the new warrior race. Um, of rabbits, and he has to. Find, he goes out to find out what happened to his father and what happened to the other rabbits, and to try to find other warriors like him to defend his rabbits and stuff like that. So it's kind of a fun thing. We we play with a little bit of the the Vietnam vibe, the idea of like those soldiers and honoring those that you know the difference between fighting a war and not fighting a war, and people being against the war but not the soldiers, and how that how that can affect a society. I don't know. It's just some. It's supposed to be a kid's thing, but it's like a very, uh, with Zach drawing, it's going to be gorgeous. I think you had me at Warrior Rabbits. Warrior Rabbits is going to be fun. Yeah. That's something we've been working on, Austin, Zach, and I, for a while, trying to decide when we could do it. um, I've written the first five issues, and uh, Zach's got the first one. He's going to start on it soon, so. And he takes his time, you know, it takes some time, but he's he's brilliant, so. With the books I work on, I always feel like it's, if it takes some time and it comes out the right way, I think that's, you know, that's that's what you gotta do. Yeah. So. Very nice. I'm excited. Anything this man puts out, I get excited for. Hopefully, okay. more stuff. <laughs> I like it. Keep it going. You've always got my money. You can count on that. Good. So. All right. Anything else you want to add before we let you go? Nope. I'm, I'm done. Sure you got to go back to piloting your uh, table. So they're piloting. They'll come back. All right. It was great talking with both you guys. Thank you too. You again, we'll definitely have to yep. catch up again. For sure. All right. Thanks a lot, Mike. No problem.